Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, the podcast where I show you how the practice of inner kindness changes everything. Through the conversations here, I'll teach you how to turn that harsh, critical, and even hurtful inner voice into one that is kind, supportive, and healing. I'm Pete Sibley, the self-kindness coach, and I am so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am so grateful that you are here listening in. How are you doing right now, my friend? Where do you find yourself? Where do you find your attention landing? Is it landing on, uh, you know, the squeaky chair that I'm in? Can you hear that noise in the background? Is it just landing on whatever you're looking at? So important, you know... Uh, someone like Eckhart Tolle, who is, you know, an author and a spiritual speaker, he wrote The Power of Now. Uh, I recently just heard a clip of him saying, you know, all of our doing that we do throughout our lives, throughout our day, it's all part of a practice. And really, it's a, it's a slight distraction from what is really going on, what we really seek, and that is to just be present right here, be the human experience right here, right now. And that's all self-kindness is ever asking of you. It's a query, it's a, a practice to go in and find out what is going on right now. What am I trying to squash or put away uh, you know, what emotion am I not paying attention to? And just welcoming it, welcoming it, welcoming it, opening the arms and, you know, calming the nervous system and allowing the mind to continue to open, to continue to allow, you know, multiple and paradox, paradoxical, paradoxical <laughs> thoughts to exist. Uh, even simultaneously sometimes. So my guest today, Carola Fuertes, sorry, Carola, that's my best Spanish accent, and sorry to my Spanish-speaking friends out there. But Carola speaks just to that point, and more importantly, you will hear in her voice how she lives this energy, this vibration that I'm that I'm talking about, that it's a present moment way of being rather than a way of, uh, you know, kind of trying to figure it out. It's less about figuring it out and it's about calling it in to just be. So my guest, Carola, she is a spiritual and intuitive life coach for professional women who want to move from exhausted to vibrant. And maybe that's why she's so good at what she does, because she does exactly that. She lives that vibrancy. She, you can, you'll hear her energy uh, <laughs> at a different vibration. There's an okayness that is just natural and inherent in her. And that's what she teaches other people to do, to live a life that naturally energizes uh, instead of draining. 
So in this episode, we are going to talk about just this, the clear message of just love. We touch on a lot of beautiful uh, ideas and concepts and walk through some of those. You know, what was it like for her to really drop into a journey where she was living exhausted? And, you know, on the outside, it was successful. So she talks about what that journey looked like of connecting with her physical body and being intentional about feeling sensations around her and really being intentional about rising that energetic vibration. So let's not talk about it anymore. Let's jump right in. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. I love that. <laughs> Carola Fuertes, welcome to Silk Kindness with Pete. I'm so glad you're here this morning, or at least the morning for me. It's almost lunchtime for you. Um, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Pete. Thanks for having me. I am so grateful that you are inviting me to your space. Well, I love it because I'm going to put you on the spot right off the bat and say, how do you define this idea of self-kindness? And why did you say yes to talking about it today? Okay, so I by no means uh, consider myself an expert or like I have the last word or, or definition, but it's a topic that is so appealing to me. I think it's so crucial for humans to know about kindness and self-kindness. And to me, what it means is basically just being your friend treating yourself with respect, being um, accepting of all of who you are and what you are and how you are. And I know that having judgment about it is not always easy to avoid. Like it happens in your mind. So I don't think it's the goal to stop that. But just become the observer of that and not necessarily engage in all that chatter that doesn't seem friendly or accepting. Mm. It's, it's not complicated in that sense to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I do have times where when I'm working with somebody and we land on that, that wisdom of like, this really isn't that complicated. It's, 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 it's quite simple in theory, but yeah. somehow playing it out seems to be challenging. Well, I love that. I love that being a friend um, uh, and being the observer. So why is this an important conversation? Do you feel like in our, maybe in your life, in the work that you do and I feel like just in the world in general, um, why is this an important conversation for, yeah. for people to, to start to think about? Well, there are two aspects, like two main aspects to it that, that make it really important to me. So one is that I don't really think there's a, a, a real separation between being kind to yourself and being kind to others. I think it's like, we're all the same. 
Mm. And when you are in the habit of being unkind, you will be unkind to yourself and others. Even if we have trained ourselves to maybe disguise that a little bit more when it comes to relationship with other people. So I think that cultivating self-kindness and kindness is what allows us to have more meaningful relationships with other human beings. And humans, we are social beings. We need each other to survive basically so I, i don't really believe that there's like a hard separation between those two so that is one of the reasons that i think self kindness is so important because it's easier to practice on yourself the more you practice being kind to yourself the easier it gets to be kind with mm. other people mm. what like uh, really kind. um I- Okay, uh, I'll hold on to that one because you said that's that's one reason. Was there another reason that you had? Well, the, the other important reason to me is that, and this is from my personal experience, but also from working with clients, I feel like we have been socialized or, or taught, not intentionally, but just because other, like our parents, probably didn't know any better to to strive to grow and to succeed from an energy of being unkind to ourselves Mm. so that's the fuel that we've learned for the most part Mm -hmm. to use when it comes to personal growth professional growth like anything that we want to accomplish like even in sports or or things like that like I have learned, and maybe because I have learned that, that's the kind of clients that I tend to attract. But there's a lot of energy of just rejecting who you are, being unkind. I used to coach a lot of weight loss at the beginning of my coaching career. Mm-hmm. And that was so prevalent, like trying to lose weight from self-rejection, self-hate, And I believe that that can be effective. Like we all have more or less grown and achieved things from that energy. But in the long run, I think it's harmful and it doesn't really create a a long lasting result Mm -hmm. in terms of what we really want, which Mm -hmm. is to allow ourselves to live in peace, to not suffer. Mm-hmm. I think the beauty of this moment and, you know, why I'm so excited that you came on today is to talk about self-kindness as, hey, there is, there's a new way. There's a motivator that is, you know, it's a renewable, it's a renewable energy motivator. And, you know, and, and, and so the fact that that we're talking about this today. It just is so exciting. Um, so none of us arrive at this point without having gone through a challenging journey. And, you know, 
I, as much or whatever you're willing to to share, um, whatever you feel is appropriate, but maybe talk a little bit about your story in your journey of landing on on a practice that you apparently live and walk, which is one of that deep self-reflection and, you know, grace towards, towards Corolla. Yeah. So I grew up in, in that time when parents were told to leave kids to cry it out. So I, I learned from early on to like be my own support in a way like I, I, I and I also learned that I wasn't worthy of attention and the only way that I would get some of it and I don't want to like disparage my parents or anything. I, I am sure that they were doing the best they could and, mm. and they were told that that was the right way. And I, I don't blame them in that sense. I, I've done a lot of work on that. So I, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. on the other side of that. Right, right. But at that time, the only way that I could get some love and attention was to achieve. So from very early on, I did very well at school. I was really smart. Then I, I am an electronic engineer. Like that's my background in my past life. And that was a challenging career. It was like, it was challenging to study it and to like be successful. And I, and I was. But I was so miserable because mm. I didn't know how to love myself because I didn't have the modeling of what it was to be loved in a way. So I, it was like, um, it was a really tough, probably 35 plus years at the beginning of my life. I am 40. Tomorrow is my birthday, actually. And oh. I am turning 46. Happy yeah, 46 birthday. tomorrow. So, yes. Hey, that's great. <laughs> so I had to, to learn that as an adult to how to like be loving. And, and to answer your question, the th that was my background growing up. That's the way that I learned to treat myself and to achieve. Like I learned to achieve with the fuel of self-rejection, self-punishment, self-hate even. Mm -hmm. But then when I became a mom, I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to pass on to my kids. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started to learn different ways to relate to myself so that I could not only say to them what I wanted for their lives, but so that I could actually show them. Yeah. That's been my main motivation on top of also wanting to be happier myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. It does. And again, you know, I love how, you know, there's, there's even something I, I've have found in that, that there's a, like a pattern to this approach of whether we call it self-care or self-kindness or self-compassion, um, this willingness to, to turn that generous spirit that we have maybe naturally to the people around us and say, okay, like I bringing that to me isn't an act of selfishness. It's actually an act of extreme generosity, you know? So now my kids get to live with a mom who, you know, has done, has done that work so that she's available for them. And I think, you know, and again, loving, like I'm the same word, the exact same, same age. And, you know, my parents, um, same thing like they are just coming from the very best that they knew and so rather than see that as a default or something that they did wrong it's like oh well it got me to this point and how can I kind of carry it forward um yeah yeah and that's one thing that I love about working with moms that it's like the the effect of, of coaching multiplies everyone is coming to say hi <laughs> i wish people could see all of a sudden all the animals just <laughs> you have a cat yeah, on your lap the two dog cats and two pups so everyone hi. everyone wants some attention everyone wants some love <laughs> yeah so i love working with moms because the, the effect multiplies and not only mm. because of their kids but also they have nephews the kids have like classmates it really is like multiplied like probably by five yeah at least yeah 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 um so maybe just looking at more of the uh the pragmatic what for you has been kind of the tools and some of the ways that you have have taken this beautiful concept in your your mind and turned it into a living practice so that you know you're not just telling your kids oh it's great to you know be kind to yourself you're actually living it and experiencing it with them in real time what how how have you landed there such a good question. And I think I, I have, I, I've been really disconnected from my body for most of, of my life. And mm-hmm. there was also some experiences of abuse, like physical abuse in my childhood. So that, that um, created that for me. And I, I have had to relearn to not only trust my body but also to to inhabit my body yeah and and that's been like a a journey on its own just allowing myself to to be present in my body has been a a big part of my journey so far Mm -hmm. and which i I love talk more about just what that means being present yes yes like i i remember 
I remember like being, I don't know, 20 something and just looking at my body and feeling completely disconnected and, and having the thoughts of like, this is not me, like looking at my leg and, and kind of being like flabbergasted that was my leg. Like yeah. I, it was so strong, like the mm. dissociation from my body. I, I really, I did, I, I didn't feel like I was in my body. I was completely in the clouds. And that was a trauma response. And I understand it that way. And it saved my life in, mm. in, in a, a certain period to be able to do that. But then as I started this journey, and of course, at the beginning of it, I didn't know that I was even on a journey but yeah, I yeah. started to feel the need to to be more whole to be yeah. more integrated and it was really painful at the beginning mm -hmm. and I I don't want to say that I was lucky because I believe that we create what we have in in the people that we meet in our lives so I have had a lot of wonderful people in my life who have helped me with different modalities and just some of them being there my husband have really helped me to to start being more like a a unified human yeah yeah and also i love the woo and also like just knowing that that we are all just one and we're having this human experience and that we chose a human form to go through it. It's, and to be honest, just pregnancy was like a big help in that sense that it helped me like gain so much respect for, mm -hmm. for the human form, for the, mm -hmm. for the body. So that, that was like a, a pivotal moment. Um, and I, I experienced also pregnancy loss. And now looking back, of course, hindsight is 2020. And it all makes sense in a way that it didn't when I was going through it. Right. Mm. But now from the vantage point of where I am now, it all makes a lot of sense in in the way that it helped me just connect with the physicality of being mm -hmm. now on a day-to-day -day basis what it looks like is most days i i take a walk with the pups and i practice intentionally feeling sensations mm -hmm. and by that I mean feeling the temperature, feeling maybe the sun, feeling my footsteps. Also everything visual, like I take so many pictures of what I see in my walks because that connects me to just being in a human body. I, I can experience all the wonderful colors and flowers and trees and everything so yeah. and, and I don't want to like 
pretend that that's the way because to me it was a matter of wanting to connect with my body and then trying out different things right right yeah i and uh i mean that's the way that i i hear it coming coming out of you um not that you're prescribing it like that this is the way (laughs) thank you um and i think that is what is you know, maybe just so inviting about your energy. It's like, there's a delight in where you have landed in your life. And that delight in itself is an invitation rather than, you know, hi, I'm Carola, and I have it all figured out. So, you know, listen to what I'm saying. It's more of just this, this, um, you know, this, this excitement about where your journey has brought you. And I think that, again, you know, we're talking about, or you mentioned that, that you doing your work is doing is helpful for the people around us. Uh, And I love the language of, you know, we're all one, there's, there's just one happening here. So, uh, you know, so it's just, it's just really evident that you doing your work. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, well, I'm just saying I, I you get, doing your I work get is so helpful. passionate about yeah. this. Yeah, because I, I do believe that all of us can contribute to raise the vibration of humanity. Yeah. And I think that we often focus on, on the people. And I don't I don't think that that's wrong. But what I want to say is that sometimes people vibrate at a certain level because of that's what's present in their surroundings. Mm-hmm. So one way that I see myself contributing to that is if I can vibrate the highest I can. And if I can, like I try to connect with things like with rocks, with cars, with and if we can help create places that have like a higher energy, like a, a happier energy, that in turn will, will help people who are present in those environments yeah. to, it makes, it makes it easier for them to just feel better. Yeah. Does it make yeah. sense what I'm saying? It, it makes total sense to me um what you're saying because I I have the same conversation you know I was talking my brother um we grew up attending a lot of church and I have moved in a different direction for my spiritual sustenance and but my brother has stayed in that more traditional uh approach and so he was asking me about religion and I said well my religion is uh you know, asking, you know, speaking with God through rocks or speaking with God through, you know, I live right by the ocean, you know, in, in shells and by the redwood trees here in California. And, uh, and so I, I 100%. Yeah. And it, and then the sarcastic side of me started to chuckle saying, well, sometimes it feels like the human beings I'm talking to are like rocks. So I'm getting practice all around, right? I love that. Um, because I do, 
what came to to my mind in my experience is I'm I'm driven to see everything as as a practice of you know and this too like this too is the divine this too is a way to experience love I feel like I'm on this quest and journey to to consistently constantly ask myself so this is the science brain like is this unconditional love Pete coming to you this experience right here well you know I I feel like when I first entered the journey if you will like like you talked about your journey um I kind of came in more as the spiritual seeker um, of starting to read texts or hear, like, you know, we all get that, uh, that internal nudge at some point of, of like, is this really like, there's something here and we maybe dip our toe into it and we realize just how deep it is or how big it is. And I notice in my life, there can be two reactions. One is excitement around how big it is. And the other is fear of how big it is. And so, um, so I really wanted to emulate these people that I believed had dipped their toes in and had, you know, allowed it to, uh, I don't know, to, to just be so much of who they are. It's almost like they transcended the worries of the world by allowing it. And so I thought, you know, like many people, maybe if I just emulated and read enough and absorbed enough and practiced enough, I would, you know, achieve that. So then I had didn't have to feel all the crap and the shit and the suffering, whatever, right? So I think like, in that started that, that question. And I noticed that it's carried through because like I said, now it has become more of an experiential of like, let me get it. Let me just do it for me. And in doing it for me, it apparently does what I wanted it. Yeah. What I wanted it to do by emulating. I don't know if that makes sense. So it was like, if I continue to just ask myself, is this an experience of unconditional love? Like, my um, my finances looking like this is this unconditional love me getting frustrated with my dog because he won't come out of the middle of the street and a car is beeping at him is that an experience of unconditional can I love the frustrated Pete in that moment you know my kids not brushing their teeth is that an experience of unconditional love my neighbor playing super loud music and throwing beer bottles over the fence. Like, is that a chance to like all of those things become, is this an opportunity? Oh, I think you're going to love this because I came up with like a flow chart that I use with my clients because as you, I believe that love can never come at my own expense. Right. So I can love, I don't know, my dog when they are not paying attention to what I'm saying, but only if it's not at my own expense. Does this make sense? Keep, keep 
explaining. You will, I'm sure. Okay, so maybe. Right. Okay, so this is what I came up with for for my clients, and it's like a because I am an engineer, so I I think in in very like structured ways. So it's how to love real life or in real life. So the first question is, can I love this? And I I came up with this when I was um, with my husband. He wanted we, we wanted to go to this spot on the beach and I wanted to take the car and he wanted to walk and we ended up walking and I was hating every step of the way I was Mm. so pissed that he quote-unquote made me walk when I wanted to take the car and I hated everything so of course like halfway through it dawned on me that I wasn't doing any of us like any good by just being grumpy. So I asked myself this question, can I love this? Is Mm. it available to me in this moment to love this situation that I didn't choose? Although I did, like he didn't force me, but that was my story. So can I love this? So if the answer is yes, Then the next question is, does it feel good to me to love it? Because I think, and I don't know if this is only a women thing, but we we have been conditioned to love everything, even if it doesn't necessarily feel good. Mm. So if it does feel good to me to love it, then great, because love is my only job. But if it doesn't, feel good to me to love it then the next question is can I love myself even if I don't love this situation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if I can love myself the the self that doesn't like this particular situation that I'm in then great because even if I can't love the situation if I can love myself that's still good enough. That's mm. like the basics. Great. Love is my only job. But if I can't love myself, that's because I am still in that conditioning of self-judgment, of self-punishment. How come I can't love this? Mm. So then the exercise is take a deep breath and say these words. I am okay and I am safe. Nothing is wrong with me. I love and accept myself even if I don't love this situation. Mm -hmm. And just Mm -hmm. practicing this, just practicing self-acceptance and self-love in any situation, even when I'm frustrated, even when I am afraid, even when I'm angry, this has made a lot of impact in my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, what comes to my mind is the the challenge of of even the word that we're using, love. I feel like, you know, maybe even more and more at times, the word, you know, like, like the word, like saying God, 
love is really charged for people. And I know in my own journey that included depression, it's like when people told me to love myself, it did the, it had the complete, it was like putting, you know, logs and fuel on the fire. So how do you speak to that, to somebody who, um, you know, just, they don't even want to explore a word like love because it's so charged. How, how do you feel about the word acceptance? Is that a little bit easier? Yeah. Well, that's how I landed on kindness because yeah. I was like, okay, people keep telling me this. I know there's something there. And like, if I could, I would. So yeah. maybe you know, like for me, it was, I could see this idea of a little bit of kindness. Yeah. So, so I hear you saying acceptance and that has some of that same flavor. Yeah. Like, can I at, just at least accept yeah. where I am right now? Yeah. And that that's the thing that's challenging and also beautiful about language. Mm. That we are bound by by language, by the words that we can understand and and use. And even our each of our understanding is different. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, my, my point of view about that is when you are on this path and you know where you want to get to, and that's not a word, it's a feeling. Yes. Like you know how you want to feel yes. regardless of how you call that then it's a matter of just trying and trying different ways of saying it yeah. and, and let how you feel be your compass. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think that is, so the language, when I use that language of, is this unconditional love? Like, yes, that's it. Like it's almost becomes this curiosity and this fascination and this excitement of I can land back into that feeling, that felt experience that you're talking about. And this can be a doorway that gets me there. And I, it blows my mind that getting frustrated with my dog could actually land me back into being centered and grounded and experiencing love. Like, mind blown because prior to that it was like this is the path this is how you get there you know you have to do yeah. this this and this and so what I love about that is you know you're pointing to something that just feels like a, a truth in my life is like it's there's this excitement about growing this capacity for wow even this can fit yeah. in the realm of, you know, using that flow chart, even this can fit in the realm of something that I can love. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. But never if trying to make yourself love it feels not good in right. your body. Right. That's, yeah. to me, that's the key. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's why it's so important to be like present in, in the body. Yeah. Well, don't you think that is just another beautiful opportunity for you to, or for any of us to practice that self, um, that self-trust muscle? Yes. It's like, yes. wait, you know, Pete said I should, you know, be able to experience, but I'm not. And it's like, well, there it is. Self-trust, like, you know, trusting yourself that you will know when it's yeah. moving you towards or moving you away. And I think you mentioned it earlier, but I do feel like so many of us have made it to being adults and we, you know, it just wasn't made known to us how important allowing that self-trust to um to be developed in our life yeah yeah it's such a big component to to love to kindness to acceptance trust Mm. trust is is vital And, and not only in yourself trust also in like a higher power like you you are held yeah you are supported by the universe by your friends by your significant other by just you are supported that that's something that we don't necessarily learn to believe i mean i guess if people are really religious they do but not my experience and it's such a big component being able to trust Mm -hmm. yeah that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) it is it is um need to constrain and stay here uh so you know i know that that it's not or at least i'm i'm projecting onto you it's not your personality or who you embody to give advice and yet I'm going to ask you this question anyway what advice would you give to somebody who is listening to this and you know is just like they're in that struggle place they're still in or they're they're feeling like I want to tap into what Carola is talking about but how where do I even start what would you offer yeah. to that person? Well, you're right. I am not prone to giving a ton of advice, but I think one of the first questions that folks can ask themselves to just start opening up is where am I already doing it? Where am I already being kind, even if it's the tiniest thing. Like if I am brushing my teeth every night or maybe even once a week, just appreciate that that's one way in which you are taking care of yourself. Mm. Just noticing those places, those little things that you are already doing and and being grateful to yourself for already being kind without even noticing it Mm. yeah yeah 
I think it's important because we often tend to focus on, on the gap, on what we are not doing, on where we, like, maybe we have, if one day is 100%, we have just 99% of the day where we are not doing kind things to ourselves or whatever. But I am sure that if somebody is listening to this podcast, there's at least 1% of their time where they are trying. Yeah. Just give yourself credit for that. Acknowledge yeah. that. Be grateful to your higher self Yeah. for yeah. that. Mm. Love it. All right. So how can people find out more about you? How can people get into your universe and just and you know get to experience the the delight that you put into the world thank you so i am most of all active on instagram and my handle is at puertes carola i guess it's not that easy to <laughs> to get the spelling from it'll me be in the show it. notes but yeah yes yeah. i also started not too long ago um a facebook group this is not my expertise but um, I started a Facebook group called The Love Project. That's for people who want to explore more about love. This is not me teaching. It's all of us trying to understand more experientially and, and thinking about love and just trying to get more love in our brain space, in our experience, and just mm. sharing it together. So if you request access, there's only one question, which is how did you figure out about this? Because I don't want just anyone trying to get in. You know that there are a lot of spammers yeah. on Facebook yeah. and things like that. So I, I want people who really want to explore and, and like just be in love more yeah so that's another way to connect and i have a website but i i have it in spanish now and i'm in the process of translating it to english so that's coming soon yeah yeah well maybe one of the beautiful uh takeaways of this the covid experience is that you know, we, we get to connect and, and chat and hang out as if we're right next door, even yes. if you're in, you said you are in Santiago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Santiago in Chile. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, well, we'll definitely put that into the show notes and oh my goodness, thank you so much for taking the time for sharing your heart and your energy um, I, I just, I know people are going to walk away listening to this, just feeling, yeah, just they're like love. I said, it's, it's infection. Yeah, exactly. Feeling that love. So thank you, Carola, yes. for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor. I'm so grateful for your invitation, for the internet, for just computers, Zoom, everything. Uh. <laughs> Well, I love that. We got a little cut off right at the end, but what a great human being. I hope you go and check out Carola and all of what she's offering in the world. And 
you know, just walking away with that wisdom of, you know, just, it's just about this exploration, this exploration into something that's called love. And if love isn't the word for you, you know, as Carola talked about, like, you know, new language, just allow the exploration to to exist in you. Give it maybe 1% or 2% more space today than yesterday. So, my friend, we'll leave you with that. I love you. Hope you have a fabulous week. And we'll see you next time. Hello, self-kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. We can jump on a call. I'll give you a couple things you can work on right away that you can implement. And if it works, we can keep working together for six months or a year. And I'll walk you step by step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you, the kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait to talk.